Praise the Lord. Lord, we do thank you for this day, and we thank you for having your way in our class and in all the life classes, and we pray that you'll be with the service to follow, anoint this um, service, and be with the new worship leader, and um, whoever will be speaking, let your anointing be upon him, and we pray that you'll continue to have your way in our uh, political situation, Lord, and, and we pray that your will be done, Lord, and we thank you for it, and be with those that have lost loved ones, comfort them, Lord, and we lift up Danny and, and Opal, and we thank you for being with them, and, and for being with Robin, and being able to overcome this COVID, and we pray that you will just Help that COVID to go away this year, Lord, and we praise you for it. Thank you for continuing to be with my sister and give her wisdom in what she needs to do about her situation, and we praise you for it. And thank you for this day, as we said, and, and this beautiful day that you've given us. And We do thank you for the rain also this week because we haven't had rain in a long time. And we praise you that you are on the throne. And thank you for your love for us, that you sacrificed yourself for us, Lord, and draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I wrote a poem for the new year. I emailed it to most of you. Um, if you didn't get the email, I've got some copies here, and I can make some more also after a while. I mean, by next Sunday. Uh, anyway, this is called the 2021 or 2021, W-O-N. And uh, so this is uh, a good way of looking at the year, being 2021, because God has victory for us. The 2020 presidential election is really not officially decided. It will be this week, since politically this nation, USA, is so divided. Of course, President Trump, claiming it will be a 2021, W-O-N. If so, poor President-elect Joe Biden, it won't be very fun. Spiritually, also, the victory has already been won. For we are more than conquerors through Jesus, the Son. And the battle is the Lord's, so we don't need to fight, because in him everything will turn out right. Physically over coronavirus of 2020 will be won, hopefully before the year ends or after 2021 has begun. I wrote it before the end of the year. And perhaps 2021 will be the year Jesus will come. So when that happens, our work for God will be done. Only God knows for sure what 2021 has in store, but we believe for his children the blessings will be more than any trouble or heartaches that may come our way, for the presence of the Lord is with us every day. So have a blessed and happy New Year 2021. Like I said, most of you probably got it on your emails, but if you didn't, I'll be sure you get a copy if you want one. Um, 
So today we're, we're going to be in Isaiah, the 52nd and 53rd, the whole 53rd chapter and the last part of the 52nd chapter. But before we go there, I'd like to read something for 2021 in the scripture, and that is Psalms 121. It's a beautiful psalm, and it's good to claim it for the year. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade, shade I mean, upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Isn't that a good psalm for the year? Amen. Psalm 121. And uh, a song in our hymn book, is good for uh, this lesson called the healer y'all familiar with that it says on the cross crucified in great sorrow he died the giver of life is he yet my lord was despised and rejected of men this jesus of calvary he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities Surely the, he bore our sorrows, and by his stripes we are healed. So that, that hymn comes right from uh, what we're studying in Isaiah. And matter of fact, that, that is our key verse where it goes, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Surely he bore our sorrows, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. I love that song, and it's good to sing that whenever you're feeling kind of ill or something. Realize that Jesus already paid the price for the healing. Amen. And we will never really understand exactly just how much he suffered. They tried to put it on a movie that was pretty close with the Passion of the Christ. Some of you might have seen that. Uh, it was very graphic and, and kind of gory, but it's very important, as it says in our quarterly here, that our understanding of his torturous death must move beyond the gore to glory, particularly the glory that desires, that God desires to receive through our lives as earthly 
reflections of his son. And uh, seven centuries before the coming of Christ is when Isaiah prophesied about the crucifixion of Christ. And so did David also in Psalm 22. David describes the crucifixion in Psalm 22 more graphic than the Gospels uh, describe it. But we're studying Isaiah right now. And so in Isaiah, uh, these chapters 52 and 53, got to go to that. Um, we usually let different ones read. I'm going to start with um, Sherry, and she's going to read Isaiah 52, 13 through 15, and then 53, 1 through 3, because that's the end of the chapter. 13 through 15. Yeah. Alrighty. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who appalled at him, his appearance so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. Uh, for what they were not told, they will see. And what they have not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message? And who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He, he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty our majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering, familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. All righty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. Isaiah had a. Thank you. That would help. Isaiah had a. This is just a recording mic for the, our visitors. It's not a PA system, so it doesn't amplify my voice. But anyway, um, and these recordings are put on our website where you can listen to them during the week they're they're usually on by tuesday night i found out but anyway um, i listen to them and find out all the mistakes i made <laughs> like i was saying the bible had 66 chapters and i meant 66 books the bible does yeah <laughs> right and so it's it's a good teaching lesson to listen to yourself teach sometimes and realize your mistakes. But anyway, um, we see that Isaiah is painting a picture of Jesus as the suffering servant, taking the sins of the world while experiencing an excruciating death. And that word excruciating means from the cross. So whenever 
anyone says I've got excruciating pain, they're referring to the pain that Jesus had on the cross because that is the most pain anyone can have that Jesus experienced on the cross physically, but also spiritually. We also will find that he suffered for our sins as well as for our healing. And uh, so Jesus paid the price for us to be saved and healed. But uh, it's interesting that that word excruciating means from the cross. He experienced an excruciating death, yet his death was not the end of the story, for it looked forward to the exaltation that he would receive when he ascended to the Father. So... um, we find that uh, on our outline, the first part here that Sherry read about was when he was despised and rejected. So keep that in mind that, that Isaiah is pointing to the suffering that Christ went through and how that they pulled out his beard and all kinds of physical suffering that he went through. Like I said, that movie... Passion of the Christ really is very vivid on the suffering physically that he went through. And um, so we see that uh, it's not talking about what he looked like before his suffering, because I'm sure he was very handsome, and and like my mom would say, that children wouldn't be attracted to him if he looked as gross as what Isaiah was saying, you know. So this is when he was being persecuted and and suffering that he is referring to. And uh, he's referred to as my servant because Jesus said, I didn't come to serve. I mean, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so uh, also Paul would say in Philippians, this uh, fifth chapter or second chapter that uh, he took on the form of a servant even though he was equal with God and he he is God as well as man he's fully God and fully man and it would take a God man to redeem mankind but God had to become man and that's what we were studying recently on our Christmas story uh, and lesson how that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and uh, I'm sure that you know he he didn't look gross or anything like that gross tech uh, because this is referring to the suffering that he went to through and um he also mentioned that he will sprinkle many nations. That reminds us of when Moses dedicated the tabernacle, he took of the blood and sprinkled the people. And so the Lord will sprinkle many nations with his blood where they can be saved because we have to have the blood applied before we're saved. And Thank God it's not just for one nation, but many nations, it said. He shall sprinkle many nations. 
So Isaiah's prophecy there in 1 through 3 foretold the coming of the Messiah. The Jews of Jesus' day were living under oppression from the Roman government. But uh, so they were looking for a Messiah to come and relieve them from that oppression of the Roman government. But he didn't come to deliver us from Rome. He came to deliver us from our sins, is what his name meant. Savior is to save us from our sins. That's what Joseph was told by the angel, to call him Jesus, because he will save you from your sins. But it was hard for many of the Jews to accept him as the Messiah if he wasn't going to be that military leader and, and deliver them from Rome. Then 53 opens up with, Who hath believed our report in the King James? Um, I think she had a different word there. Um, let's see. It should be here. Our message, yeah. And that's what it's talking about, of course, the message. But I like that word report because there's another song in our hymn book, I Believe the True Report, Hallelujah to the Lamb. And uh, there's another song that some sing about whose report will you believe? You're going to believe the report of the doctor or you're going to believe the report of the word? And... Uh, because the doctors can miss it, and also they don't. A lot of them don't understand how that God can intervene and and perform a miracle. But we have a report and a message that Jesus is the one that made it possible for our healing, and He is the healer. That song I sang a while ago or mentioned is called the Healer, and. Uh, Doctors can poke and, and take out and all that, but they can't heal. It, it, it takes God to heal. And that's what my sister's waiting on, that healing process that she has to go through. And we're believing God will speed it up where she won't have to uh, wait six months. <coughs> but doctors can't heal. They can operate and, and uh, prescribe medicine and things like that, but it takes the Lord to heal. He is the healer. So uh, the, I mentioned that already. Uh, so, But he came into cities and villages, and many of them rejected him because they were looking for this military messiah. Because they didn't, he didn't fulfill their preconceived notions of who the Messiah would be. Yet there were some that did receive him. You remember John said that as many as received him to them gave he power to become sons of God. But it takes believing in him. That's why it said, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? We had an evangelist at the church in Lampasas that 
in one of his messages was called when God rolled up his sleeve because when you roll up a sleeve uh, I'm not going to roll mine up because I don't have that muscle but anyway it, it reveals strength and and the muscle there the children you know they'd sing that song Jesus loves me we are weak but he is strong and they'd always put their arm up like that you know and so it speaks of power and strength when he said whom is the arm of the Lord revealed but even though he'll be real strong yet he'll grow up like a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground the ground was very dry spiritually after 400 years of not hearing from the Lord directly. And so <coughs> Jesus came along and, uh, and was a, a shoot or root from Jesse or David because he was known as the son of David. And uh, Jesus is the full expression of God's person and power. So the, the servant would grow up in a humble situation being as a tender plant. And uh, there would be no form or comeliness when we shall see him. There's no beauty that we should desire him. Again, he's looking at his suffering the suffering servant, because that's when he is despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and this caused us to hide our faces from him. When I did see that movie, The Passion of Christ, I had to hide my face from some of that. It was so graphic, and, and it still was uh, something that, was even not depicted like he really did suffer because we know every bone was pulled out of joint, the scripture says. And um, it was a very grotesque sight, definitely, there on the cross. Um, the next scripture is Isaiah 53, then 4 through 9. Let me see. Uh, Brother Mickey, would you like to read that? Isaiah 53, 4 through 9. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet he did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him iniquities of a, iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is, is dumb, so that he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare this gen his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, 
for the transgression of my people was he stricken, and he made his grave with the wicked, and was rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. All right. Did you have any comments on that? He, he was quiet, just like we ought to be quiet when we're persecuted by those unbelievers. We shouldn't lash back out and try to try to win them over by by uh, knowing more about what the Bible says than they do. Because most unbelievers can tell you what a Christian ought to be like, but <laughs> but they don't know because they're not there. So right. we've got to learn to hold our tongue, and uh, that's why God gave us two ears to hear and one tongue to speak, so we could be quiet twice as much. Amen. That's good. Of course, when you read the gospel stories of, of his trial and everything, he does speak up sometimes, you know. But So it's not really saying that he wouldn't say anything, but what it's saying is that he would not defend himself. Yeah, that's, and that's, and yes. he speak in facts, not in calling them stupid, you know, right. like, or you're mean or whatever, which is what the flesh wants to do. But he spoke back, in fact, to correct them, actually, in love. Yeah. I like that where Pilate said, don't you know I have power to crucify you or to let you go? He said, you wouldn't have any power at all except it was given to you. And uh, so he did speak, but he didn't say, I'm innocent, you know. He let Pilate say he was innocent. And three times he said, I find no fault in him. And it was such a mockery of trial that he went through, you know, because the judge here was declaring him not guilty, and yet he went ahead and let him be crucified. And uh, But anyway, so when he was saying that he was led as a lamb to the slaughter, they say that you can take a sheep and cut his throat, and he'll still lick you while you're cutting his throat, you know, because he's... He just has no evil thought toward you or anything. But you try to cut a goat, and you're, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, so we know that John said, John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And throughout the book of Revelation, he's referred to as the Lamb. The, and uh, so that is a title that uh, Jesus used, and, and it still refers today. He's our gentle shepherd. And uh, so it said that even though he would be persecuted and be wounded it wasn't for his transgressions but for our transgressions in other words he took our place I heard a song on the radio recently the cross in the middle should have been mine and how true that is and there a song before that a long time ago is I should have been crucified I should have suffered and died I should have hung on the cross in disgrace but Jesus God's son took my place 
That's what it's all about. <coughs> so he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, chastisement of our peace was upon him. That word chastisement refers to the beating and the scourging that he took upon him. And he took that for our healing because it's with his stripes we are healed. Because Isaiah was prophesying before it happened, so he said, but with his stripes we're healed. Peter, when he wrote his epistle, he said, by his stripes we were healed. And so he was looking at the cross after it had happened, and so he said, it's already taken care of. By his stripes we were healed. He already paid the price for our healing. And uh, then it mentioned the fact of being like sheep again, and this time how that we've gone astray and turned everyone to his own way. I'll do it my way, as the, one of the song singers sang, you know, Frank Sinatra or something. Was it Elvis? I thought it was Frank Sinatra. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of people, that's why they won't come to Christ. They want to do it their way. But Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So it's, it's God's way that we had to go. And, uh, but sheep will tend to wander off real easy if the shepherd isn't watching them carefully and uh, they'll just nibble their way away from, from where the other sheep are. And that makes them very vulnerable to wolves and, and other problems. They could fall off a cliff and different things that, that could happen to them. We've all seen that painting, you know, of Jesus reaching down from a cliff to pull up the little lamb and then put it on his shoulder and carry it. Um, So it gave the steps there. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And then he said, well, who will declare his generation? For he was cut off. That's speaking of being killed. Cut off from the land of the living. If you're cut off from the land of the living, you're not living. <laughs> and so that's speaking of his death. But not only was he silent in not defending himself, but also he was silent in holding a lot of restraint from calling 10,000 angels, you know, there's another good song. He could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set them free, but he died alone for you and me, amen. I love that song, and my sister sings that with signing, and it's beautiful. Uh, but then it also talks about the fact that he was numbered with the transgressions because he died between two thieves. 
They were transgressors, and so he was numbered with them. Some have said that that cross that he died on should have been Barabbas's cross because these two were probably part of Barabbas' gang that uh, were crucified along with him. And uh, it could very well be. And, and Barabbas could have definitely sang that song, I should have been crucified. But instead, Christ died in his place. So he was numbered with transgressions, but he made his grave with, with uh, the rich in his death because we know that even though he died a, like a criminal, yet God used Joseph of Arimathea, who was a rich man, to come and, and let him be buried in his tomb. Otherwise, he would have been thrown in the garbage hump just about that they did with, with the cruci crucified criminals. They didn't give him a proper burial at all. <coughs> But then it made, made an odd statement, you'd think, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. What kind of God are we serving that wants to bruise his own son? Well, it pleased God to bruise him in knowing that his servant, in being bruised, would be able to save a multitude of people and heal them. And so that's what pleased God, not that, that he loved to see his son being bit, beaten and uh, crucified. Uh, some even say that God had to turn his back on the scene because it was so uh, graphic and uh, and it it the father wouldn't want to really see his son suffer so. Uh, and also the fact that he became sin. We're, whoa, man, there goes the time. But anyway, he became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him is what Paul would tell us in 1 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, and how true that is. And uh, this is what Jesus was really trying to avoid, drinking that cup of all our sins, you know, because he said, let this cup pass from me. It wasn't the crucifixion that he was trying to avoid, but it was the fact of his being the holiness of God and never sinned, and yet he would become an adulterer and a murderer and all that by taking our sins on him in that cup that he said, if be possible, let it pass. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So uh, the rest of the chapter, well, uh, I had to go a little further here. Uh, he shall prolong his days. I like that because that shows he would be resurrected. His days would be prolonged. Amen. And... Uh, Brother Thurman, you haven't said too much. How about dismissing us in prayer? <laughs> Eternal.
Eternal Father, we come before you. We thank you so much. Most of all, we thank you for your word, for we know it is truly living. And we do ask in the name of Jesus, you continue to open up our hearts to be obedient servants. And I do ask, Father God, we will continue to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Thank you for the words we heard on today. Bless the service we're about to take part of. I do ask you to bless the speaker. And most of all, we truly do exalt you. You are worthy, Lord. And thank you for what we've heard on today. We do pray it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You are dismissed. And uh, trust you all do have a very happy and blessed new year. And if anyone wants a copy of the poem, you're welcome to have whatever I have left. <laughs>